Are you tired of the same old podcasts? Looking for something fresh and exciting? Are you ready to dive into a world of laughter, stories, and unforgettable conversations? Well, look no further. Introducing the Not After 30 Podcast Network, your ultimate destination for captivating and entertaining shows. Get ready to be hooked. Podcasts about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. We're a network that's all about bringing you the best in entertainment, information, and pure podcasting joy. With a wide variety of shows, there's something for you. NA30 Podcast, Wow, I Had Mustard Podcast, The Blue Jays Edition, The Leafs Edition, Show Us Your TDs, Nobody Gives a Fuck, Milk and Cookies, and newly added, What's on Your Plate? All available on one awesome feed. Recorded at the new, new Billy Shears Podcast Studio, Milton, Ontario, Canada. The Not After 30 Podcast Network, your one-stop destination for captivating, entertaining, and unforgettable podcasts. Get ready to hit that play button and let the adventure begin. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 Podcast? Not After 30 Podcast. Shit, I think I've done this before. Uh, I am joined on the line with a good buddy of mine, an old buddy of mine. You know him from his vlog on YouTube. I have on the line Ian Carter from Travel with Carter. What's up, buddy? Hey, brother. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Life's good, man. I'm uh, happy to be here again for the second time, and uh, it's been just over a year since we did this. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to, to round two. And I just want to say I, I learned from uh, some of your your tips last time that it's good to start with a uh, uh, beer to wet the the palate and wet the whistle a little bit. Wet the whistle. Yes. There we go. So when we were planning this, uh, Ian's like, "Yeah, I'll have a well, maybe I'll have morning Caesars or something." I'm like, "Oh, it's a great idea," and I go, uh, "It's it's 10 a.m." right now and um the only i didn't have anything for caesars i i'm not like a big vodka drinker so like tequila or gin caesars are up my alley but i didn't have any clamato so i am drinking a hot very hot coffee with some rum cream that i smuggled back from jamaica it's wonderful uh-huh. we'll see how this podcast goes we'll see yeah, let me like double it. check i hit record okay we're good all right so <laughs> love it yeah all right so where in the world are you right now mr carter i am uh currently in Gorgeous Grenada. So I just uh, got here uh, about four days ago, and uh, this is country number 62, and I'm doing a little bit of island hopping here. So I'll be in uh, St. Vincent um, for four days uh, on Friday, I leave, and then uh, uh, Barbados for a few more as well. So it's uh, doing three small islands uh, uh, nearby, and and yeah, really enjoying it. So that's where I got the island shirt on here the hawaiian type shirt (laughs) very nice uh for those listeners who may not know or didn't catch our episode last year uh ian is traveling the world uh he's got a vlog you can find on youtube called travel with carter and his goal is to hit all 167 uh 197 oh 197 yeah Uh, I've got to flip it. Anyways, um, 100, all 197 countries in the world. And as you just heard, you are on 62 right now, 62. And then you're going to what hit two or three where you, where you are now in the Caribbean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I generally try to do a week per country, but, uh, uh, these ones are a little bit smaller. So I'm doing uh, about five days each. 
Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. Just over two weeks. Right on. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about vlogging and how, like, like your setup and how you do everything. And I want to, I want to do a little bit of catching up too. So, I mean, last year when we recorded, I think you like 40 countries, which means like you maybe like 40, 45, maybe at the most last year, which means like, you know, like 20 countries in the last 12, 12 and a half months. That's insane. Yeah, no, no, it's been, uh, it's been a heck of a year. It's, um, so yeah, when we caught up, it was right at the beginning there. I, I think it, you're right. I think it was right around, uh, number 40 or, or, um, or so. And yeah, last year I did, I believe 25 countries. So I was, uh, uh, I traveled full-time for the full, full year, sorry, part-time I should say, cause I, I did have a, a full-time job where, where I worked two weeks on two weeks off. Um, so when I wasn't working, I was traveling full-time and, um, yeah, so basically about a, a week on, uh, a week per country on average. And, um, I, I've been sticking with it, uh, the, this year as well. So it's been, yeah, probably about, I guess, 15 or 16 months of, uh, steady, steady traveling. And, um, yeah, I just put up my 50th video on, on YouTube. So, uh, kind of little pat on the back for that one. It's, uh, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's been a wild ride and, um, I, I feel I'm learning and growing as as I progress each week kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome, my man. Um, I'm first off, you know, you need a, an applause because, because a, it is not an easy task. And the fact that you've been consistent, it is like, it is so good. It's so good on you for doing that. Uh, and, and it is hard. Like people don't want to oh, shoot some video, do a couple edits and whatever. It's consistency is hard, especially with a passion project, because sometimes you just don't have it in you, but you, you still gotta, you still gotta get it out. So good on you for that as a content creator myself, yeah. big applause for you, my man. And, and we had oh, to stay consistent you. over that last year. And, uh, and you know, like, let's keep the ball rolling. So let's get into it. Like, first off, like, I think last time we were a lot over the process of like, when you choose a country, you know, what are the key factors into choosing countries and, and everything along that line. Let's talk a little bit more about like, what are you, what are you traveling with? Like, give me some ideas on like, what does Ian throw in the bag before he hops on a jet and then is in a country for a week? Yeah, no, no. Um, good question. So yeah, generally I, I do, um, I do like having checked luggage. So I know there's a, definitely different schools of thought that some people are like if, if you don't do a carry-on you're not a real traveler and blah 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 and i'm like well i like to be comfortable so i, I don't want to have it all stuffed in one uh, um, carry-on bag and then i i just find after a couple days and i've done it that way and after a couple days you're you're dirty and clean and everything gets mixed and mingled and um but it's just not, not for me but uh, yeah so i do like a checked luggage um and I basically do have, uh, um, probably I would say four or five shirts, um, shorts. So I do predominantly like going to warmer countries. So I'll, I'll start with that. So you can uh, definitely, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely pack less and, and, um, uh, yeah, a couple pairs of, uh, uh, or one flip-flop, one sneaker, one decent dress shoe. And, uh, yeah, just, the. The, the necessities umbrella a light uh, kind of rainproof waterproof jacket and uh, um, sunscreen bug spray and I think we're good uh, after that kind of thing That's... all right and, and give me like your rig like what what's your uh, camera gear like what what are you like normally recording with and are, are you bringing your laptop are you like recording on the fly uh, you know I'll throw out a lot of questions to answer what you will but uh, what yeah. tell me what your rigs like 
Yeah, so so I've been using the uh, GoPro um, for I think all, yeah all my videos except maybe two. I think I shot a couple with my phone. I didn't really like the way uh, it sounded and the, and the way it looked. So I uh, yeah I've, I've stuck with the GoPro. Uh, I've debated there is a better cameras out there, no doubt. But I, I like the the fact that it's small. I, I just have it in my pocket. A lot of times my my, my best shots are, are the ones that aren't really planned. I'll just be chatting with somebody and I'll say, hey, do you mind if I record this? And then they're, they're like kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, you know, I got a camera in my bag or in my pocket or something. So it just comes out a little bit more natural. And, and um, uh, yeah, I do bring a laptop with me. And for, yeah, I'm usually shooting for a bit. Uh, I guess that's one of the biggest things I've learned was um, A, to give myself some, some time off just to, so I don't feel like I'm on the whole time and, um, and then kind of have decided, deciding when I want to shoot. And, and, uh, so on a, you know, four day trip, uh, I'll, sorry. <laughs> Technical <laughs> difficulties in Grenada. <laughs> yeah. Rookie mistake. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll basically go with set time times to shoot as opposed to, feeling I need to do it all the time and then yeah having the laptop there just to uh, download the the videos off the camera and upload them um, but one of the biggest things I did early on was decide I uh, hated editing and was too hard <laughs> on myself and uh, so I subbed it out and, and I've had a, a couple editors working for me uh, for the last uh, year I guess probably so oh wonderful yeah so that um, a little outsourcing yeah, yeah, much, much better. That um, I, I like where I'm able to just kind of, uh, uh, yeah, I found I was in my head a bit too much. I'd be looking and overanalyzing shots and be like, oh, I should have said this or done that. And it's it's too late. You can't do anything after after that. So, um, oh, I totally agree. Right, and, and and having somebody else do it, they're they're not as invested as I am. So it's 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 been a good mix that way. I, yeah, I find when especially editing video landscape or anything like that, when you look at something you know, you have the advantage of being there live and seeing me like, oh my God, like the texture that I'm feeling and, and the, the, uh, temperature, like all these things, like this shot is giving me so much more, but when you get that on screen, unfortunately, you, that doesn't translate. So even though you had this like moment recording it, like, I hope this translates, it usually doesn't. So it's great to have that, like that uh, editor in there to kind of clean it up. I always find like, when I do videos, I, I leave too much stuff in there. It becomes too long and right. people lose interest in it. And that, that breaks my purpose. I'm like, oh, if they, if they just hung on, they could have seen this great shot. But that, that's where an editor comes in handy. And like, good uh, kudos to you for, for knowing that and just like, you know, outsourcing and be like, listen, I can, if I can get someone else to work on this, then it makes the, my life a lot easier. Yeah, awesome. No, thank you. And it was just, yeah, one of those things where um, it's not that I couldn't do it. It's just, uh, yeah, the, the time and energy and, and uh, that I went into, I just decided I wasn't, uh, wasn't, yeah, getting, getting what I needed from it. And, and I think, yeah, it was a smart decision to do that. So, um, yeah. And then at the, just talking to different people over this process, uh, um, I met a couple professional photographers and they were, they were saying that's, that's one of the biggest things they always tell people is, you know, uh, take whatever amount of shots if you're going on a safari or something, but don't look at them right away. Look at them like, uh, um, a few days later, just, uh, to, to, be a little bit less emotionally invested. And, and I thought that was kind of a unique thing rather than, um, yeah, be doing it right at the moment. So that's kind of, uh, some things I've taken from it anyways, and it seems to be working for me. 
Yeah, I think so too. So, are you just hand holding your your GoPro, or are you on a on a, a like a? Gee, I can't remember. Forget, forget what it's called. But um, are you using like, yeah, a like stabilizer a little, or anything? Yeah, exactly. And then it has um, a, a little tripod is that I use for for sitting shots or, or still shots and things as well. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's pretty basic uh, basic rig and. and um, uh, so far, I've been enjoying it. They just came out with a new model, so I'm going to be looking at possibly upgrading it to the, um, the 11 in the in the coming months. But uh, uh, yeah, it seems to be working for me right now. I've kicked around the idea of drones as well, and and had uh, a bunch of people, you know, uh, talk about it. And, and the the picture quality is incredible on them. And it's just um, the one reason I haven't is a lot of. Uh, you can't shoot them in a, in a lot of national parks. You can't sh- can't use them in the, um, just a lot of countries will will not even let you bring them in and, and unless you have uh, proper uh, um, licenses and permits and yeah. So it's uh, um, for for that reason I've kind of stayed away from them right now. But um, but yeah, I, I'm really liking the the GoPro and, and even just the camera quality now is unbelievable. Right? The, yeah. or, sorry, the phone phone cameras. Yeah, I, everything's good. Uh, you know, the, we live in, a, in this wonderful time where, you know, we're, we're walking on our computers in our pockets and then GoPros. I, I you know, I, I've been on and off the GoPro train for a couple of years. And uh, I remember when the 10 came out, the Hero 10 came out and the owner and creator of GoPro was out saying that, like, this is the uh, the stabilizer killer. Like, this this is so good, you are not going to need a stabilizer. And the shots are pretty amazing. And, and I was watching them. I watched your Ethiopian one last night just to kind of brush up on, on the content. And, yeah. you know, I, I had so many ideas of what Ethiopia was. And, and some of the shots were like, yeah, this is what I picture Ethiopia being. And then other shots, I'm like, oh, wow, like, this is this is way more than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. I did I did really appreciate, like, some of your, your panning landscapes, because I was always very curious and I'm sure it's just a Google search away, but it's not my first thing I'm going to, you know, like look into. So to see it, right. see it, see it through your eyes and your lenses is, is very nice. And I always appreciate, I, lo- I love this series of what will $10 American buy you. And I think that is like, that's so that's much fun. fun. And I'm always so curious, especially now with the skyrocketing cost of living. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of cool to see like what you're making work. Um, okay, so yeah, we touched on a little bit of the gear. I was very curious on, on what your setup was, like if you're changing it up, if it's evolved at all. So it sounds like it may be evolving, but for the most part, you're still like ride or die from day one. Yeah, yeah, essentially it's, um, uh, yeah, it's worked for me. And, and uh, again, I'm still happy with the, yeah, being able to shoot in 4K quality. And, and um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm constantly learning and, and uh, looking into to different options. But yeah, just essentially haven't pulled the trigger on uh, um, on things. Like it's uh, um, yeah, like again, I just some of the people I follow and stuff they have they're just massive cameras, and, and I don't love that idea. Just uh, um, a lot of times it's it's funny. Like I, I like to shoot where it's like I, I know people are watching and, and seeing what I'm doing and wondering, but it's not as uh, intrusive if, if uh if you have something much bigger and uh so yeah it's just kind of working for me for now but yeah not not to say i wouldn't change it down the road it's it's uh, i think it's also easier when you are using a gopro like just handheld or whatever, whatever as opposed to pulling out something huge like a big rig and then yeah. you know i think people are more likely to talk to you because like oh he's just a guy you know he's probably going to show a handful of friends they don't realize that you've you're you're now like over a thousand subscribers you know like it's like your your 
vlogging cred is, is so much higher than what even what Imoff if, if you're keeping it like fairly basic, which I think is a good idea, and it kind of keeps you under the radar, so you're not like alarming too many people. So I think that's a good, a good call overall. Yeah, All right, my man. Let's get into some of that nitty gritty, baby. All right, so <laughs> give give me an idea. Like, uh, so let's start at the beginning of the beginning of the year. Actually, well, we initially had plans last year to record at the end of the summer when you had a couple more checked off the off the list. Yeah. Uh, so give me an idea. Maybe like maybe you can give me like a, a flight path of what you did. So like maybe uh, from like the end of last summer or early fall, and like what hint, what countries you hit kind of off the hop there. And then uh, we can kind of get to like more present day. We'll break up a couple along the way and, and chit chat about some of the more interesting countries out there. Yeah, definitely. So if you can um, remember, of course, like 25 countries ago. So <laughs> yeah, I, I could uh, uh, a little bit. So yeah, I was in um, uh, visiting my good friends uh, Lika and uh, Stefan, and uh, they live in Netherlands. And then uh, uh, collectively, they, they were amazing hosts. They uh, uh, took me to Belgium and. Uh, um, uh, Liechtenstein, um, sorry, uh, Luxembourg. Um, so we did, uh, um, they call it the Benelux, uh, tour, which, uh, we did that over the course of like, I think I was there for about 10 days. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, from there I went over, uh, um, at the end of the fall, I was in, uh, um, uh, Asia in, um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to put, uh, put the Sing- timeline Sing- I think it was Singapore. Yeah, I was in, yes, thank you. I was in Singapore. You had, you had that, that great video of the airport, which which idea, which was such a badass airport. That is unbelievable. Yeah, that's the nicest one in the world. So it's it's never never fun to be stuck in the airport unless maybe it's in Singapore. But uh, <laughs> um, and then I was at the World Cup in uh, December. That was incredible. That was in uh, Qatar, and uh, um, yeah, that was so much fun to uh, be able to go to uh, uh, one match. I was watching. Uh, uh, Canada and against Morocco and it was, it was just such great a great game. Oh, it was a great game. It was uh, just an amazing experience. It was like 97% Moroccan fans in the, uh, um, in the building and uh, just so much fun, just the singing and, and uh, just camaraderie between both nations. Like there wasn't any, like Canada wasn't supposed to be there. So there's no rivalry or anything. It was just like, uh, um, it was a lot of fun. And, and then, um, yeah, just Qatar, in my opinion, I think they did probably the best uh, World Cup ever. And and they there was no trouble. There was no, um, like, I think they went out of their way to make sure there was no issues in the news of, you know, people getting arrested or anything. I think they, uh, um, I, I saw people doing stupid things, but I think the police gave them a really long leash and uh, just kind of made sure that they got tucked into bed in their hotel instead of a jail cell or something. And uh uh, that's my take on it, but uh, what um, it was dry, right? Like they 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 weren't serving alcohol. So yeah, Budweiser pulled an interesting stunt uh, like two days before the tournament, and they're one of the primary sponsors, like Coca Cola and a couple others. But yeah, so they they pulled out selling alcoholic beer in the stadium, but you could still buy beer uh, or alcohol at uh, hotels. So they had uh, um, they had these bars. I I, I went to this one. English bar and it was uh, almost prototypical. It's not good to stereotype, but sometimes people live up to their stereotypes. So yeah, m- most often than not, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. So I walk in and there's two passed out Australians. As I'm walking into the bar, I was like, "Come on, guys!" Like, <laughs> they're they're uh, so people would just drink excessively before the game and then go to the game essentially. So um, 
but yeah, it was uh, it was comical. So they and they had, they had this fan zone as well. So the the fan zone, I think you could fit probably twenty or f- even maybe fifty thousand people. It was it was packed, but it was it was really hot. So um, a lot of people would go just for a little bit kind of thing. But you could drink there too. Uh, yeah, had the most expensive beer of my life there. I was uh, I feel I'm at the stage of my life where I can sit down at a bar or restaurant without looking at the price list and order a beer. Not in Qatar. I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I quickly realized that, and uh, I think it was. It worked out to like twenty four or twenty six dollars Canadian for one oh. pint. I was like, "Wow, okay." I and guess. it was just like whatever. It wasn't like a special gold beer or something like that. No, it was, it was Budweiser. Yeah, it was. Oh uh, no. Yeah, it's like oh. okay. So um, yeah, they're few and far between, but it's still. They, I guess, went with the, the approach that, yeah, we'll let people do it, but we're going to charge you an arm and a leg to do it kind of thing. Right. So, um, but yeah, that, that was that was spectacular. And then on that same trip, I went to uh, Saudi as well. So I, I had a blast in Saudi Arabia and uh, um, and that's, yeah, completely dry there. So that, that was the, just a unique experience. And um, But yeah, it's was, it was another funny story with alcohol there. I, I walk into my hotel and they had a... Uh, like a little coffee shop. So I'm checking in and waiting for the receptionist to do their thing. And um, they had a little coffee shop. So I go over and they had all these champagne bottles on the, on the wall. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's the same thing that it's, uh, you know, they advertise that it's dry, but maybe in your hotel you can have a beer or whatever. So I, I asked the guy, you know, are you selling champagne or beer or whatever? And he kind of laughed at me and he's like, no, no, all of Saudi's dry. And I was like, but you got these bottles on your wall. And he said, yeah, they're decoration. I was like, Okay, that's interesting mm-hmm. decoration. I said a little misleading, but uh, yeah, yeah, what a tease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, fair enough. So, um, and then, um, yeah, to finish the year, I spent it in uh, um, Finland and um, uh, Estonia. So that was a lot of fun. I uh, met up with a, a buddy of mine, Timu, in uh, Finland, and uh, not Salani, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> another another Timu. Um, and yeah, and then uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, okay, hold on, we, I got to cut you off there, my man, because yeah. there's a story in Finland that I need you to tell. Sure, sure. Okay, first of all, um, what I'm what I'm noticing is uh, your choice of, of headwear is uh, perfect for you. I don't know if I've ever seen a person wear a hat better than you wear. I, I call them poor boy hats, but like but like they're uh, the old school boulder caps, I guess they're called. Yeah, and uh, and you rock one really well, and then. You, you did this really good breakdown in Finland wearing this um, sweat, turtleneck sweater that can only be reminded of something that someone on the uh, the shores, like a, like a fisherman on the shores working like this, the, the, the uh, incoming freight uh, would wear. And yeah. you were like, you were so happy with this turtleneck and you're like in canada this isn't fashionable but here it's like here you nailed it with the hat and everything i was like fuck man he's got a whole look going right now <laughs> cheers thank you that was um yeah it was one of those things I, I don't know about you but i uh i guess turtlenecks are i'm usually five years behind uh fashion <laughs> in general but uh <laughs> um but yeah the turtlenecks i, I just realized we're not a thing I, I was working um in in alberta there and it's quite cold in the winter i was like it'd be nice to have a turtleneck and was looking everywhere i couldn't find one i was like man this is kind of, kind of frustrating and then 
it just went by. I didn't really think about it for years. And then I saw like everybody wearing them in Finland. I was like, all right, here we go. This is, <laughs> These uh, are my people. <laughs> These are my people. I, I think the last turtleneck sold in Canada was sold to a Toronto Maple Leaf legend, Thomas Placanic, when he uh, last played for the Leafs before he got, before he got checked to the Czech League. Um, yeah, I, you know, to be honest, man, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody rock a turtleneck in a while, but I, like, honestly, man, like I got to say, you wear it really well. Like, like, like you got, you got neck for turtlenecks, man. I was going to say it, I, you were rocking this outfit and I was like, fuck, look at him, man. Like this is him. Like he is just like, it, it, everything worked. And I think for like this, this, uh, this kind of traveling vlog idea, it's almost a part for the course. Like you've assumed the, uh, the uh, wardrobe, the uh, uniform for the world traveler. Because turtlenecks yeah. can be like very helpful. Obviously, in Finland, in in the winter, yeah, um, yeah. you've got to bundle up. But man, like I just you, you told the story, and I, I just giggled because I was like, uh, "A, you know, for as long as I've known you, that, you know, I had a flashback of like 1996 there of us in road hockey, and you rocking yeah. a turtleneck, and uh, so and and I just like I got such a kick out. I thought it was so funny, and I was like, I got to get him to tell a story about the turtleneck because oh, I've I've never seen someone so excited for a turtleneck before. <laughs> And that's no, and that's honestly, Anthony. Like some of the the, the things, that, and and yeah, I'm sure people have these realizations all the time. But I, I just uh, travel seems to bring these things out of me constantly. Where I'll just like something so simple, um, yeah, and I'll just put the biggest smile on my face, or I'll just have a, you know just a, a minute of laughing or trying to tell a story to somebody. I'm like, no, this is crazy. I, they've been out of fashion for thirty some odd years, but uh, maybe they're back in fashion. Maybe that's maybe, what it is. Maybe they're back. Maybe you're ahead of the game. You know, like usually, I, I, like Europe is a little bit ahead of North America. Anyway, so, so okay, so did you only end up with one, or did you get two? Uh, turtlenecks. I, I got two. Yeah, yeah. Out of boy. Out of boy. <laughs> and like, okay, so like, and so that like that bowler style cap for you, like, is, is that your go to? Because I know, I, I know, it's made a couple appearances. Yeah, I, I um, so again, I got some good advice. Uh, just uh, I've gotten a ton of good advice during this project, but uh, um, just yeah, I, I didn't want to wear things with brands on it. So it was uh, um, a lot of times I was wearing a hat that had you know either Toronto Maple Leafs or some sort of uh, uh, logo on it, and then uh, someone's like, "Why are you selling stuff for them when when uh, you should try to do it? You either have your own logo or." Um, or no logo. So, so that's kind of a, a, a conscientious decision I've made with uh, a lot of my outfits is just uh, um, no, no brand recognition on them. Unless, of course, they want to uh, throw me some money, and I, then I'm happy to wear, wear your gear. Kangol but... is calling right now. They're like, listen, we, <laughs> we just saw your spot on the After 30 podcast. <laughs> yeah, so let's, get you... let's get you fitted. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So uh, I'm open to, to that, but um, yeah. <laughs> like sponsorship <laughs> mech, mech is gonna call uh yeah yeah um yeah okay so i like I, I love that hat look on you too so cheers thank you i don't know man you gotta get more of those i don't know what i don't know what country, i guess england maybe made those famous so next trip yeah, to england. yeah, okay, so. get those. yeah. and europe i think just has a uh amazing style like, like no one else has right and that's um uh, another European purchase I, I made was uh, the the man purse or the man bag, whatever you want to call the it. The purse, yeah, yeah, yeah. The purse, I, I've uh, accepted that. That I've I've uh, dove in with both feet when I was in Italy. It was just, uh, um, yeah. Again, in Canada, it's not really a thing, but uh, it's picking up steam, though. I got you know, I, I've seen a lot of guys rocking them lately. 
Um, so I think that's a big win. So you yeah. went you went man purse over fanny pack. Uh, fanny pack was never in the cards for me, but uh, <laughs> but those are those They're are hard to back. fit in, man. They're hard to they don't make them for big boys like me and yeah. you, you know. Um, okay, you know, and one thing I also know, I you know, I, I I didn't mean to talk this much about wardrobe, but I definitely want to talk to you about. Are you are you making custom shirts? Like, are you? Because I've seen a lot with like a positive message. I saw like the yes sweater quite a bit, and I was I was curious. Like, are you making those, or are those just like ones you find and are like, yeah, this is this is my vibe. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll shoot those guys. Uh, definitely a, a um, uh, big shout out. A uh, big shout out to them because. Um, yeah, those are the guys that inspired me to start the channel. So they're called the Yes Theory. I, I think we talked about them a bit uh, last time. And um, yeah, their, their whole channel is just basically about, uh, uh, yeah, getting out of your comfort zone and, and basically uh, pushing pushing your, yourself to um, to do more. And yeah, so uh, a bunch of those shirts that I have, I, I bought from them. And that's actually how they fund their channel is, is through their, their clothes and stuff. So they... Uh, Wonderful. Um, yeah, so okay, so this in. is what I'm thinking. All right, yes, theory. Again, they're going to hear the Not After Thirty podcast, and, and uh, definitely reach out. But you need a travel with Carter edition, so you need to do that on turtleneck, obviously. There for we go. Them. All yes. right, that, and and then proceeds go to help fund your your channel. I think that's only fair. I and, love it. Uh, you, know, you know, inspiration inspires others, so I yeah. think it's a good way to go. No, all right. It. So okay, so uh, around the holidays, you were in Estonia and Finland. Um, I did like, I did like, I did like, the, I really like the Estonia one. Um, Thank you. So I, I'm sure you already know this because you've been there, but I've been told not by one person, by many people, uh, Estonia, had, like per capita, has some of the most beautiful women in the world. Did you notice that? I would agree with that statement. Yeah. They, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just shake my magic eight ball. Uh, all signs point to yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, so, the, so the rumors are true. Cause isn't there, like, I mean, this, I don't mean to, mean to take this uh, down a dark turn, but isn't there like a lot of like um, sex trafficking, like uh, in Estonia, like because they're, like, these women are just, you know, like aliens because they're so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So is it uh, like, no, did, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you weren't going there to traffic any any uh, human trafficking uh, violations or anything like that. But would like how do I how do I phrase this? W- was that any was that prevalent at all? Like, w- was that noticeable at all? Or were like, did you notice anything that was like um, alarming or maybe signage or something like that that would that would pop around? Um, yeah, I guess now that, now, now that you mention it, the, at the airport and stuff, yeah, there was some, some signs about it, um, a little bit. And to be honest, I, I see it almost everywhere I go. It seems it's, um, a lot of times I'm by myself. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's sad that people will basically, yeah, look at me and be like, okay, do you want, uh, some He's marijuana, you want yeah. some, uh, cocaine, you want some ladies you want some boys like it, it's all kind of in the same tone and the same yeah all uh, the same sentence right like what can i yeah, find you i get you exactly the guy's like yeah i want to sell you something and, and you know the uh, the answer is no i'm not not interested but um but yeah i didn't notice it uh any higher there than than other areas i've been i'll say but um okay. yeah um but I'm, I'm, I'm it might be it's um yeah, I, I guess uh, I was there for New Year's as well, so that was uh, um, that was a lot of fun, and that was uh, um, it was very family oriented where, where I was. It was a big uh, um, outdoor festival, probably you know thirty, forty thousand people, something something like that, and, and uh, um, 
yeah, it was, it was a blast. That, uh, like you say, kind of threw me back to uh, going to Niagara Falls as uh, as a kid, and and uh, yeah, is is special. It was nice. And uh, I, I want to touch base because in your in your Finland vlog. Um, you're kind of like talking about the cost of things being like a little bit more pricey and then you skip over to Estonia and like things are just like a fraction of the price. Yeah. It, like why is that just because Estonia is a little bit more like tied in? Like, I, I don't know, like what would, what, what would really like generate the cost of living being so much lower? Like, would, did they, did they touch on that or anything like that? Yeah. So, so taxes are pretty high in uh, Finland, um, especially for like alcohol. So it's, um, it's like, 20 uh, in sorry in Estonia it'd be maybe 20 percent of the price of what it would be in uh, um, Finland so it's yeah like uh, exceptionally high and, and I know people do this in Canada and stuff too but yeah basically they'll drive across the border to Estonia load up their vehicle with the uh, um, with alcohol and stuff and ship it back to to Finland like, it's it's like that much of a price difference and yeah, yeah like, you pulled up the. Was it, I think it's called the, the large, the large drink. Is that right? Uh, the, oh, the long, long drink. Long the long drink. drink. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so w- when you pulled one out in Finland, I was like, okay, whatever. Like it was like a gin and, and grapefruit cocktail. I was like, yeah, sounds mm-hmm. great. Like I feel like that'd be a win. And then you pull one out in Estonia, and I was like, oh wait, hold on a second. And I, I caught onto the prices relatively quick. Yeah. And then when you broke it down, I was like, oh yeah, like that's that's like a, a fairly big difference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. I would say probably five to six times more expensive in uh, in Finland. So yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm not sure. Uh, so well, uh, Estonia is former USSR, and I, I think uh, it's just um, it's still like a developing country in a lot of ways. They're still kind of stuck in the uh, um, in the 70s or, or uh, uh, 80s, I guess, in, in some ways, where Finland was. Uh, always uh, its own country is always separate. So I think um, some of these things might just be uh, from going through wars and, and just uh, some of the struggles where, where, yeah, cost of living can still be um, quite a bit cheaper. And, and But yeah, I, I'm not an expert. It's just kind of some of the things I picked up with uh, chatting, uh, chatting with locals. And um, yeah, and, and my friend Timo was able to kind of give me some insight in, into some of that stuff. All right, right on. Okay, so like moving out of that into the new year, like where did you start the new year off? So, uh, first trip of the year was, um, sorry, let me just think here. That was, uh, that have been Africa? I think that, that was Africa. So that was, uh, um, yeah, Ethiopia and um, uh, Seychelles. So that was, uh, that was fun. That was a country I didn't even know existed uh, six months ago. And, and yeah, did uh, some research and yeah, it's nice a beautiful. Little, yeah, really nice, uh, really nice one. So a uh, little plug that that video will be coming out, I think, in two weeks or so. So it, um, uh, yeah, I, I was had a blast there. Ethiopia, I loved and, you know, I, I grew up with some uh, um, uh, Ethiopian friends and colleagues in uh, um, Toronto and, and just uh, Alberta and working across Canada. Yeah, a lot of people were just kind of, uh, they're like, oh, you got to try the food, the food. And, and, and I get that in most places. It's, uh, it's the food that brings people together, I think. And, and, uh, and they were right, like, holy smokes, it was uh, better than I expected. And, and um, I loved it. And a lot of times I was just eating uh, uh, vegetarian meals as it was, um, it was a, a holy season. So a, a lot of um, 
uh, Christians wouldn't eat uh, and, and even the restaurants and stuff wouldn't sell um, a, a lot of meat options. So that was kind of neat. And, and the, it was so flavorful that you didn't even miss the, the meat I found. So it was, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's pretty special. Okay. So the, I guess the real question is Ethiopia in my books, most famous for the birthplace of coffee. Yes. And I know, I know that in the Ethiopia uh, video, the vlog, you also, you, you touch base on the coffee, but like real deal, Ian, like, is the coffee next level or is it, is it, am I going to crack a can of Folgers and feel better about myself? So no, I, I think it's the real deal in, in the, in the process of it. So they're doing it, you know, the, the traditional way and, and I don't care where you get your coffee from. If, if it's freshly ground, it's going to be good. If you're opening up a can of Folgers that's been sitting on the shelf for two years, not so, not so good in my opinion, but uh, um, yeah. As it's long not going to be the best part of waking up. Yeah, that's right. Folgers, um, I am available though for sponsorships. So just putting that out there. there I don't go, drink so your piss yeah. water, but you know, I'm, I'll, I'll chuck it. It's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry. Yeah. I'm very curious because I mean, for those that don't know the, the history of coffee, every single, every single strand, originated in Ethiopia like it is the birthplace of coffee so I need to know more yeah no and and I um I, w I would say it's the real deal in the sense that um uh they, they 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 do a ceremony with it they so they yeah they grind it up in front of you they uh, um they're mixing it uh at a lot of places it's a very so social thing so again you, you come in you're, you're sitting there uh, for, for an hour having two or three uh, little cups. So they're just serving them like almost like an espresso cup, just a, mm -hmm. uh, a small little cup there. They get uh, like an ounce or two, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Pr probably about, yeah, two ounces um, per pour. And then, um, yeah, they just do the little things, right? Like, you you, you know, the, um, uh, there's no options with it. It's just kind of. Uh, it's just uh, black, right? Or, or, or with sugar. And, and okay. um, but, but yeah, you're not having any hazelnut cream or anything oh just, damn <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it's um and yeah just talking to people there it was, it was funny my my one guide he got almost like upset he was like we're in the country and he's kind of uh telling me you know you, you always have to have coffee with the, the neighbors and i was like i get that i'm like i'm a social guy but i was like i'm also not much of a morning person so i was like <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my first cup is for me i was like i have that one just to be social and, and uh I don't want my neighbors coming over to have a coffee necessarily. And he was just like, he was laughing, but uh, he's like, yeah, you don't put on a pot on for uh, just yourself. And I was like, okay, fair enough. I was like, yeah, oh, I like that. You know, that's very nice. Yeah. yeah it's actually, yeah. you know, a, a great way to be social too. Right. You know, exactly. I, I guess that's the old thing too with, with a lot of tea as well is like, you know, yes. you put a pot of tea on and you're not going to boil like a eight, eight, whatever it is, like a, I guess two liters or a liter of water or whatever for one person. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's right. And, um, but yeah, they, they also do an incense with it, which um, was kind of nice. And uh, so that they'd have this incense uh, uh, just in the, the center of the table. And it's, uh, um, yeah, it's a nice smell. It's, it's fairly potent. And um, the only thing I found it kind of took away from the coffee smell, which I really like. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Which again is just uh, a different, different thing that um i was like I, I i get it it's beautiful but to me i would almost prefer just the coffee on its own and then the incense on its own but uh um but yeah it's uh, uh yeah it was, a, it was a lot of fun learning about it and, and it, it is good the, the flavor is uh amazing so i, I really did enjoy it and, and i would there say is um yeah some of the best. 
there's there's a clip in the Ethiopian vlog where uh, you and your guide are sitting down, uh, and he's explaining to you like the uh, that's the style of bread. Mm-hmm. That's like very spongy and it absorbs a lot of the sauce or the, the curry, whatever it may be that you're working with. And he's also talking about the coffee of this beautiful landscape in front of you. Like I'm watching this and I'm feeling like the warmth, you know, like I'm feeling the warmth through the screen. And, and I said, uh, this is like a magic moment. Like this is, this is a moment when one day, like you're on your deathbed, you're going to like, it's going to flash in your mind, you know, and it is such an, an inspiring, um, and also like, um, I could I could feel the education and the love through the screen, uh, and it was a it was a really nice moment. And he, you know he's pouring you a coffee, a tiny cup of coffee, and he's burning the incense. And I'm thinking to myself, there's a lot going on here. Like every sense is being touched here. You know, you're getting taste, you're getting scent. You know, you're getting the jolt of caffeine. Like there's like so many things happening in this one little bit. It's it's almost. Like you need it, it almost needs to slow down to unpack a little more of it. Like mm. the landscape alone is just tremendous. Like I feel like I'm a, a, in, a, in the scene of the Lion King. You know, you get 25 yeah. feet away, you got monkeys fucking floating around. They're gonna rip yeah. your face off and eat your asshole. Like there's so many things going on, and it's it's hard to unpack. And yeah. it's all it's also really nice because the the, the travel with Carter series. You're you're not like going past 25 minutes. You know, most of your videos are like easy to like digest. But there's jam packed, so like there's so many things going on. Like you almost want to watch it a second time or rewind because it, it, there's every sense is being touched there. So you know, like I, I especially the Ethiopian one, I, I thought that one was special for those things. And again, it, it was such an education for me because my Ethiopian knowledge is like we got a couple restaurants in town, uh, birthplace of coffee, uh, a lot of great uh, marathon runners, which you actually pointed out in the video, which yeah. I thought was amazing as well. And uh, yeah, so like I didn't know anything. Yeah, that was cool. So uh, so there's like there's I mean a, a couple stereotypes hit, which is I mean it's due to the course. You know you're gonna find that when you travel the world, but everything was like really nice and very like warm, like a lot of warmth in it. Your guide seemed with Z though, seemed like he knew a lot going on. So, uh, and I think that like those, those are so valuable too, to have a guide that isn't just trying to like get, you know, 20 bucks out of you. That's actually like going to show you the corners that you want to see too. No. And, and yeah, thank you. And I, and yeah, so first off Z is a teacher and, and he does the guiding on the side. So that's where, yeah, he could just see, uh, the guy's just a natural with uh, explaining things. And it's just, uh, yeah, as soon as I put the camera on him, he was just like, he would light up and just, um, whereas, yeah, some people get shy or nervous or, or what have you. But, uh, uh, and, and myself, yeah, I think I've, I've gotten a better at the, the storytelling aspect of it. And I try to um, try to paint that picture for people and just try to, um, yeah, be more descriptive in, in the, the way I, I, I tell stories. And, um, it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, been coming with time but yeah Ethiopia that like it was sensory overload in, in a lot of ways and that's uh <clears throat> kind of like where, where I was saying I've learned to give myself some time just to for myself like so I'll do like a day like that and then I'll just kind of have a uh, like a chill day or, or maybe just do um you know a, a nice dinner or something just to kind of let it sink in and and, and that's where I've really tried to um be present and live in the moment a, a lot uh, a lot better because it's uh um, at times it can feel like a whirlwind and like you say, it's just too much to take in or, or too much to um, appreciate all at, all at once. And um, so I, I try to, yeah, really make sure I, I am doing that when I'm 
living it, but then also it gives me a lot of good memories when I release the videos. It's usually like three months down the road as I have a little bit of a library now of uh, uh, videos and I've, um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, like three months later to be going through the editing and, um, and then usually I'll connect with the people I've, I've met and be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be releasing the video tomorrow kind of thing. And, uh, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of share some, uh, some memories together, which is nice. So, um, yeah, it's been, been a fun process that way. Yeah. Okay. I, um, you know, I just took a little glance on how, how long we've been recording for. And it's like, this is what always happens. Like we always, always like go and get the ball rolling. And it's like, Oh shoot. Like, you know, we can't, we can't rogue in this and do a three hour podcast. No, um, no, no. All right. So like, so moving out of Ethiopia, like where were the next yeah. couple trips? And let's like touch base a little bit about that. Um, please check out the Ethiopia. Like if you're listening to this and you're very cute, like just travel with Carter on YouTube. Uh, you can follow him travel with Carter uh, underscores, no spaces on Instagram. Uh, look into this because this is this is very cool and like Ian is an instant lovable guy because you know like you just the positivity radiates from him you could see that in the videos as well but as someone who I've known him uh, I'd say a uh, majority of his life uh, I can vouch for this guy too um, even Ethiopia where was it next so first off I forgot uh, I got a little sidetracked myself but last time we were talking uh, we had a great chat about random drinks I've had in a bunch of places. So I did have a oh, nice Ethiopian yes. beer. That was good. But actually right now I'm going to have this, uh, they call this the under the bar special. This is a Grenada <laughs> rum and it's got a bunch of uh, herbs and spices in it. So I'm going to, I haven't tried this yet, but uh, okay. Nice lady I met. She said, uh, have it's this got a very nice it. amber color to it. It, lo- yeah. it looks almost like you're drinking like a, like a dark ale or something like that. But um, down the hatch, let, let, let's get a full live review. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yes. So that's, she said it's uh, got some fire to it. I, I believe her now. So nice lady I met um, yesterday. Uh, she said, Oh, I got this stuff. I said, perfect. I'm not going to have it now. I'll share it with uh, Anthony. I'm uh, the, the awesome. Awesome. Also. And so I, I, uh, sir, before we jump into another country, I just want to also touch yeah. base with something about your channel and which I thought was really cool because I think it's hard for, uh, small YouTubers or uh, small uh, content creators to give things away, but you've actually grabbed grabbed some souvenirs, and you know you 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 wanted to hit something when you hit your five hundredth subscriber. You you gave away like a fair amount of things, like uh, it was a, a little bit of coffee, some booze, um, yeah, and then some headphones, and and I did the same thing for for a thousand as well. So I, um, yeah, I, I like you say it's all coming out of my pocket right now, but I, I have. Uh, been treating it like a business and I've seen uh, other people I follow kind of do it as well uh, um, and yeah I just figure it's it's special because it's yeah places I've been um, and, and yeah people are always asking you know what's the coffee like what's the the booze like in that country so I figure if I can give a, a little bit of that a small sample um, it makes it fun for them and sometimes people just forget to hit that subscribe button so if that can help coax them Push into it, over the edge yeah yeah uh, yeah, I think it's worth it in, in the long run. So it's um, I will do it again when I get to 2,000. I, we're a uh, little ways away. We just rolled over the 1,000 there uh, recently. And um, same uh, thing I, I checked last night. You're at 1.8 thousand. So good for you. And with, you know, you know, maybe 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 make it 1,500. Not maybe not 2,000. Like let's not get everyone to get too thirsty or anything like that. You know? <laughs> um, but you know, I think that is that is very special because a out of pocket. Yeah. B, you know, like 
for something for something that you're you know passion project it, it is really tough to just okay, just okay. and not, not only did you get my time and my energy and and all these other things for free but here are some more free things um so i think i mean i think that's very admirable of you and i think it's a very nice gesture so good on you for doing that if you're listening oh, again you. please give him a sub well deserved and who knows what happens you may end up with some uh, wicked booze from Helsinki or some coffee from Ethiopia or a pair of earphones that you might need so there you go and no cheers and thank you again for the plug it's uh, um, well and yeah like sometimes I forget like uh, I, I think I've kind of got two groups of people that follow me like one might be the uh, avid traveler or, or somebody that, that inspires to travel more and then uh, I think the other group is people that may never be able to travel so that uh, um you know due to whatever health reasons or or uh um, life sentence in prison whatever it is but, right uh, yeah it, there are some factors yeah yeah <laughs> but still if i could inspire both groups then, then that's uh that's, that's the that, game. that goes a long way as well too right like i, th- I think at the end of the day you you want to just share what you're really passionate about and i think that's what makes every passion project great you know no, like, and, passionate people share passion that's what that's what how it works out at least that's, that's what I tell my wife. Ayo. <laughs> and that's um, what I love about your, your channel, with the, uh, just the motto of passion over paycheck, which, which is huge. And, uh, yeah. Thank uh, you, my man. Thank you. Yeah. It does mean a lot. Eight years. That's, that's, uh, that's amazing. That is, fucking grind. It's a fucking grind. Yeah. But you know what? We, it, it's also, but like, I mean, like you get the benefit of traveling, which is nice. Like I've traveled to the studio and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the, the nice thing is that at the, at the end of the day, you just want to share with what you love. Like I love sharing a lot. I love sharing great stories. And that's what I want my podcast to be. You know, you're sharing, you you have this big, huge project, which is like, I mean, I would, I would fair to say, I can't imagine a ton of people in the world doing this, you know, like, you know, there is literally 4 million different podcasts, you know, there's a hundred million YouTube channels, like, but to, to knock off, all 197 countries. I don't know if that's a big thing. I don't know if there's a lot of people doing that. I don't know if there's a lot of that happening. So I'm, I'm sure there's like a certain level of jet setters who uh, have unlimited income who are doing those kinds of things, but maybe not. Like, so I think like what you're doing is, is actually ultra special. Oh, cheers. And then thank you. And yeah, and I think that's, uh, um, yeah, what inspired me to go for it. And yeah, I started doing some research and I know there isn't many that, that are, um, uh, that are doing it. I believe there's somewhere in the neighborhood of like four or 500 people that have completed it total in, in all time. And that's, you know, some people that in, uh, is so wild. It is, right? it is <laughs> such a small number considering mm-hmm. 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, some, you know, some, some of it does come down to dollars and cents and, that, and that's obviously understandable, but I don't think you're breaking the bank. I mean, I don't know, but I don't think you're breaking the bank making this happen. I think you're still focusing on, you know, your other goals in life too. Yeah, no, no, certainly. So yeah, like I, I try to stay like, uh, uh, you can see my hotel behind me here. This is um, like a three-star hotel. Like, um, so where I'm at here in Grenada, it's a, a beautiful, uh, it's called uh, Grand Ants uh, Beach. And, and uh, like the, the hotel two down, two down for me, that's 1500 bucks a night kind of thing. And, and this one's a hundred bucks a night. So if I showed you the how and actually a video to do like how, how to get in and out of the the beach it's a little bit of a mission you got to kind of climb up some slippery rocks and stuff but uh we're, <laughs> one know. star one star lost it could have been a four and a half but yeah. you didn't want the walkway <laughs> they have not yeah not updated the staircase in uh, some time but uh but yeah the other one's 
yeah, over the top. Uh, but yes, we're still sharing the same beach. We're still sharing the the same uh, um, rum from uh, Janice's rum here. We're, yeah, yeah, under the bar. I got to imagine that's like a Ray and Nephew's like 80 proof, 90 proof. That's just going to cause your esophagus to change. Your voice might change by the end of this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's high for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was in a big water jug bottle. So yeah. So oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is moonshine. You're drinking moonshine. Oh yeah. 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 But the timing okay. was perfect because she offered it to me and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have it now, but. Uh, I know a guy that old priest. So that was like this morning, like this morning she offered that to yeah. you. Damn, man! Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So give me a couple more, a uh, couple more countries, because I, I would like to know where, where the vlog is going. But also, I do want to. I we need to save some time at the end of the podcast for something that's on my mind that I have to talk to you about, and I don't want to forget. Cool. Thanks, my man. No. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, after. Argentina. Um, that, that one was uh, a lot of fun. Well, uh, um, and then uh, where else did I go? Uh, uh, Wait, you went to Argentina uh, after the World Cup, after Argentina and Messi finally won the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that was, uh, yeah, I was a, a few months after the, the win, of course. But uh, yeah, they're still celebrating. Uh, I, I saw a video um, where, I, not when I was there, but uh, just like the the party people talking to the people with the the party they had it was it was insane they had to fly the um, the soccer players around first they had them on buses but uh, the the streets were just jammed i think there's like 30 million people in uh, buenos aires so it uh, um they, they had to like stop the parade get them into helicopters and fly them around cuz they were, like this isn't going to work so it uh, pretty pretty insane and yeah they're they the soccer is uh, life there and, and uh, yeah for sure yeah, unfortunately, I, I didn't get to a match, but uh, but yeah, it was still it was still a blast. To enjoy. Oh, Messi wasn't able to hang out for a little bit. I tried, but uh, <laughs> busy guy. You know, he's a busy guy, exactly. Yeah, but. he's kind of like king of the world right now. So I, I'm very happy for him. Like such yeah. a decorated athlete, finally scratching the big one off the list. Also, the right. fact that Christian Ronaldo didn't get to go was like another thumbs up for me. Not that I don't yeah, like Christian yeah. Ronaldo. I, I'm sure I'd really like him if I met him. Uh, but you know, you kind of like, you, there's certain guys you cheer for And I, I think yeah. I was more of a messy fan, even though I wasn't really that much of a messy fan. I think I was a little bit more of a fan of his than Ronaldo's. And anyways, sorry, Argentina, let's keep the ball rolling. Oh yeah. No, that was, uh, yeah. I had a blast there. Um, yeah. I went in Buenos Aires, uh, and then up to, um, Mendoza, which is, uh, uh, kind of a mountainous area and that's a uh, wine country. And, uh, yeah, the wine there is just phenomenal. It actually became their, uh, national drink, I think, uh, oh, in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Much of it, let's just call it our national drink. And is it white and red, or is it, is like, is it a sangria or? Uh, so it, I believe red was more popular, but, uh, and I'm not a big white guy, uh, wine drinker. So that, that could just be me, uh, my own bias. Uh, um, but I, yeah, I believe they, they grow both and, and both are, uh, um, both are popular. They do sangria a bit, but uh, no, it's just usually just straight up wine, and it's uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's beautiful, and uh, they love their beef there. Um, that, that was that was a nice treat. I uh, went to like the second best steakhouse in the world, or third best. It was uh, uh, it's called Don Julio's, and um, uh, again, like these are like we we're we we're talking about last time. Uh, um, spending for experiences and, and stuff. So like, I wouldn't do this in the U S or Canada or something spending a thousand bucks on a, on a steak, but 
for Argentina, I, I believe it was only uh, uh, basically my whole meal with a glass of wine and everything, I think was like 120 US. So it uh, uh, wasn't wasn't too too much at all. And um, yeah, it was a very cool experience. There's uh, there's usually a lineup down the street. They serve you a glass of champagne while you're waiting for uh, to get into the, the steakhouse. It's yeah, it's just top of the line. And I was like, you know what, I'll try my luck. I, I, I went at uh, 11 o'clock at night uh, without a reservation. I was like, you know what, maybe I can sit in the bar or something. And they're like, table for one. Yeah. Yeah. They're like perfect timing. Come on in. And oh my uh, God, what are the chances? Yeah. It worked the, out really good. See, like these are these, like these special little moments in your life that are like, th- like, this is so cool. Like this and this, and I mean, like I, like the overwhelming message that I always get is like, cherish life, cherish these experiences because you know, like if, if you're just like, well, I'm not going to get in and didn't try it and you didn't roll the dice at all, yeah. then you're just, you know, you're no better than you were the day before, but you had this amazing experience. And honestly, for what, like a buck 20 US, which seems like, you know, and maybe with the greatest piece of, uh, of meat you've ever eaten. I mean, dude, I've paid, I paid way more for way less, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. exactly. you know, it's such you and I, man, like. I, I hate to give you this blowjob on air, but like it's what what I just keep going back into is like you are really living life to a, a beautiful potential. And uh, man, I'm glowing. I got goosebumps like crazy. I'm, I'm just so happy for you because this is such a cool thing. And like oh, every man. every trip you're going, you're bettering yourself. You're educating yourself. You're trying new things. And it is like, uh, man, big heart love because it's it is such a great thing. And it it is like a, a beautiful um mission to have in life right every day you're getting a little bit better the better every day a little bit more isn't that what it's all about like you know no break definitely. breaking the cycle you know and, and and that's it right and and it's just um yeah I, i've had tons of time to just reflect and, and yeah learn to push myself in those situations as well because it's like yeah what's the worst they could tell me no uh yeah. i was like yeah but I've heard that plenty it doesn't change me you know like exactly no it's, it's all good <laughs> so um but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I did enjoy Argentina, and, and I was able to hook up with a friend of a friend there as well. So it's uh, it's always special when I can uh, uh, share these experiences with somebody else. You know, I, I don't mind traveling by myself, but uh, I always do try to, um, yeah, if I know somebody or, or a friend of a friend or something, that's it's going to make it that much better. So it uh, um, was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, other than that, it was uh, Korea, South Korea, and uh, Mongolia was my last one prior to this one. So and that was uh, that was a lot of fun as well. So that was um, uh, yeah, just last month, and it was basically spring um, uh, cherry blossom season, which is just uh, beautiful. And yeah, just, is that why you went at that time? Uh, not not necessarily because of that, but I, I knew it would be happening. And, and um, yeah, just uh, I've wanted to go to Korea for a long time. I love uh, the food. I lo- love the people. Um, and yeah, very just, fun culture. Yeah, I, I just thought it'd be uh, uh, fun and a good time to go. And um, but I didn't specifically go for that. It was just kind of a, a nice, um, yeah, surprise kind of thing. Nice so was... cherry blossom on top. <laughs> there you go. You could use that, and you could use that. <laughs> you could use that one. That's a freebie. That's a freebie. I like that. Yeah. Shit, this uh, rum cream starting to kick in. All right, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was good. It was, um, and then Mongolia was. Uh, it was funny. The, the um, a, work colleagues of, of mine um, that became friends they they used to work over there years ago uh, so they were able to hook me up with some uh, friends of friends as well and um, you know it's funny uh, uh, it was it was springtime and, and it's similar climate to northern Canada so it was like 
you know, 10 degrees and raining and uh, um, really gray. And, and I didn't mind it because Korea was like uh, uh, just the opposite. It was just beautifully and colorful and everything. And it's, uh, um, yeah, to your point earlier, it's, uh, I'm just kind of enjoying the moment no matter what it brings, whether it's, uh, uh, but I get that a lot. Like in Finland, they were saying the same thing. You know, why did you come now? Why wouldn't you come in uh, July or August? And I was like, you know, I just wanted, wanted to check it out. So it was, yeah. uh, but I say the same thing to, to people often as well. It's like, you know, come to Canada in July or August. If, but some people want to come in February and experience the freezing cold. Yeah. And, I think at the end of the day, you got to take a taste, right? Like you got to see what's up. Because, I mean, on a, uh, if you like, like it in the shitty weather, just imagine the great weather. Like you're going to have even better yeah. time. But also, like, you know, like, the Christmas markets were really cool in, in Finland and Estonia, like, that, and, like, don't you want to be in, like, some of these majestic places at, you know, like, I think as Canadians, like, we were used to the um, roulette wheel of, of weather that we usually get, and yeah. so we're, we're almost, like, ready for almost all types of weather, you know, um, so I think that's, I think that's, I think it's fine, like, you know, yeah, fine, if, if I could come on the perfect day of the year, that'd be great, too, but... If sure. not, yeah. then yeah, it doesn't know, always happen. I'm still here, yeah. you know, I'm still crossing this one off the list. Yeah, and, and that's it. And, and those are some of my funniest moments. And I get it. A lot of times people spent uh, big money and plan these trips for for years in advance and stuff. And, and they get frustrated when uh, things don't work out. And, and I can appreciate that. But uh, I've just learned to kind of laugh it off because I've had a lot of good luck. And it's sometimes it just pissing down rain and whatever and you just kind of have to say okay well we tried and it didn't work out and maybe tomorrow but uh that's life <laughs> okay so now you're you're in the caribbean for a little bit uh where where is this life taking up taking up sorry canada for a little bit and then heading back out is that the plan exciting opportunity right now so the my real job uh the the mine i was working at in the yukon uh went bankrupt uh 10 days ago or something so i'm uh currently unemployed, but, um, I'm going to take this time to, to travel. I'm still applying and still looking and, uh, uh, we'll see if I can find something that similar where I was doing like a couple weeks on a couple weeks off, but I'm also not rushing in, into something. So I, um, I'm going to take this time to travel. It might be, um, you know, a month, it might be six weeks or, or something, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, so what I'm thinking for next would be, um, South America. So I think Uruguay and uh, Paraguay and uh, and I'll just kind of see see where it goes. Like um, <clears throat> same thing, just kind of go a week at a time and, and uh, if um, or sorry, a week per country and then, yeah, just uh, play it week by week kind of thing. So that's uh, that's my immediate plan. Well, I like that. And I can't think of a better segue. Mm. Uh, I, first of all, I am sorry to hear about the mine uh, going bankrupt. That's terrible news. Um, but as it stands right now, you currently lead the NAFTA 30 hockey pool. So you, if Vegas loses a cup, you may win a whole bunch of money. I mean, maybe not enough to travel with, but maybe enough to buy you a nice steak dinner at a nice restaurant. Um, so, I, you know, I want to take this last little bit before we, we, we uh, um, finish this thing. Just to talk about your hockey picks, because my man, um, we do like a per round update. And I think you were leading last round. You're now currently leading this round. Give me hey. a little breakdown. Hey, you know, enough years of striking out. You finally hit one, you know, mm-hmm. you are on track to win. And I think I'm pretty sure that our hockey pool is our longest lineage. pool. And um, so a couple of things, and, the, and these questions came up. So I want to touch base with them. I yeah. uh, touch. I want to touch base on them with you. So first sure. of all, 
give me the breakdown of your picks. You're just going with gut feelings, or are you doing a little bit of research on this? Um, so because yeah, I, like, I got to imagine like following hockey's tough when you're all over the world. So it is, and um, unfortunately, the um, Sportsnet app is not quite as good as the NHL app. So I will say that. Um, sorry, Sportsnet, but uh, it's true uh, though. The, the app sucks though. Yeah, so, so the NHL one, uh, I've had it for like the last uh, handful of years. And uh, it's great because I basically work and live outside of the Toronto area. So I'm able to watch all the games. Um, but it doesn't work internationally, unfortunately. So it, uh, I was hardly able to watch uh, many games this year, which which is unfortunate. So a lot of times I was watching them uh, um, or, or streaming them. Um, yeah, not, not always on time and such. And because you're right, sometimes I'm... 10 hours ahead or, or eight hours behind or something. So the, the time is not always great, but, um, but for the big games in the, in the, the Leafs when they're in the playoffs, I was in Korea there and uh, I was watching it at whatever that was 7am and that was fun. And uh, uh, they actually won a few games when I was there, but then you know what happened. But, we don't um, about it. Yeah. Uh, but no, like it was going by gut, I guess a little bit. Like I, I felt that it was Vegas's year, uh, for the most part, but I also picked Toronto to win it all. So I thought it was Toronto's year uh, um, to, to do it all, but uh, life happens. Yeah, um, sure does. But yeah, I think where I obviously got lucky was with like Boston going out in the first round and, and Florida just going on a complete run. Quite, and quite the year. Yeah. So, so it's uh, no, nobody saw that coming essentially. No, so that, no. Um, no, nobody except for two people in our pool uh, gave them a chance out of uh, get to get out of Boston, and right. you know that's kind of wild. But you know Florida's on a tear right now. Good for them. Uh, I'm very curious to see if this uh, eight day layover that they have or layout that they have, um, how that will affect them first game of the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah. But um, it, it's kind of you know it, it's kind of nice. The the pool winner this year will be a, a first time winner, which I which I always like. Mm-hmm. Ian. If Vegas wins, you will be knocked out of first place. If Florida wins, I think the whole hockey world will be surprised, as well as the handful of guys we have in our pool. Yeah. Where are you going to want our championship belt shipped to? The guys in the group are asking Grenada, Finland, Korea, <laughs> some country no one's ever heard about, yeah. Morocco. Where, where, where is this belt? And, 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 and I guess maybe the most important thing, if you do win, will the belt come with you? On your so, yeah, so I, I still use Calgary as a home base, and uh, for shipping purposes, I think that's a heck of a lot easier than trying to ship it uh, somewhere overseas. Uh, yeah. So, so if I'm lucky enough to uh, to pull it off, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll we'll go to Calgary, and then yeah, I'll definitely take it on uh, on a trip. My uh, goodness, just to have some fun with it, and um, I don't think I've ever won a hockey pool. Uh, to be honest, I've been in them for. Uh, God, yeah, we're going on 25 years probably. You know, a lot of donations, so it's finally nice to kick one off. I don't know if it'll make up, you know, but at least the point is if you do win, um, which you you or Brad, uh, who are kind of the front runners, either one of you guys win, it'll be a first time winner. um, And and either way, I mean, if it happens, congratulations, early congratulations, my man. And if not, (laughs) you know, shit happens too. But uh, um, yeah. I do think it's going to be Vegas's year. That's that's my my take. But uh, who knows? I doubted Florida three times already, and they've proved me wrong every single time. So yeah, they see, only seem to be getting stronger. I, although I'm very curious to see if this layover does have does have an impact. Outside of that, though, um, if Vegas does pull it off, 
Yeah, well, it'll be most likely Brad. And I got so close. This will be the second pool. I finished in second place, and uh, that'll be heartbreaking enough. But um, you know what? Fun one nonetheless. And uh, if anything, get everybody a little bit thirsty for next year too. Yeah, no, exactly. And that, All right, my I man. Think, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think you got the right strategy of having uh, two submissions, right? Because uh, so what's your what's your thinking when you do two? Is it like one with your heart, one with your, your brain or? or uh... Oh, yeah, almost 100%. So usually um, the first like uh, the first bracket I bracket do is almost always like, let's like, let's practically think about this. And, you know, like I'll glance a little bit at it. I'll kind of think of like, you know how close I followed the, if I haven't followed a team, for example, like every single West coast team, not Edmonton. Um, I thought to myself, I was like, well, the West is kind of weak. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go with powerhouses. Um, and, and I figured Vegas was kind of like tuning up nicely. Like they always seem to do something right. Like to get a big name. And I, yeah. I figured Ico was going to be on a tear because even last year when he came to play, he had that he got that broken hand early on, and then he came back again, and they and they really didn't. I felt like they were on something to prove because they didn't make the playoffs last year. No. So I figured Vegas was going to be like a safe bet. I didn't think Edmonton had any goaltending to make it. Out the, I thought Edmonton might have been out the first round because I actually had LA picking. I had picked LA because I figured they were on the rise and they might have an yeah. upset if they could figure a way to ground uh, McDavid. Um, so yeah, so my first one was like all like strategic as much as possible. And then the second was just like gut plus I think to myself, everyone's taking Boston, yeah. uh, everyone's taking Edmonton, you know, uh, everyone's, I, I mean, I took the Leafs cause I thought for sure the Leafs would get out of the first round. Like if this, if this was going to be the year, then, you know, I figured that they would probably have at least the conference finals. Oh yeah. man, I fucking feel so dumb now. I feel so dumb. <laughs> they, how do they always fuck me? How, yeah. how does it always it's so obvious when we look back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Hindsight, right? Um, yeah. yeah, but that, you know, that's just my strategy behind it. And uh, like I said, I, I felt like the East had the power, but, you know, now looking at it, even though Florida has been a world beater and they have given us every opportunity to say, hey, they're actually a lot better than we think. Um, you know, I still feel like the, the 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 west might have uh i think vegas might have a solution for that but i thought boston and toronto and carolina all had although i didn't think carolina was going to beat them but anyways i thought most of those teams were going to have it for them so no, yeah that was just you know anyways all right ian give me your next country after the caribbean uh uruguay Euro- okay so back home for a little bit. Hopefully we can ship you out the title at that point. Maybe you can get it before you hit South America. But if not, this has been a lot of fun. Please, yes. please, please check out Travel with Carter on YouTube. Get that sub. Let's get it to at least 1,500 if we can. Um, on Instagram, you can follow him at travel underscore with underscore Carter. Um, I will also link it in the show notes if that matters. And as well, if you're checking us out on Instagram, I will tag Ian and all these things and I'll make it worth your time. And so will he look at him. He's such a happy guy. My uh, man, you anything so much, you want to leave with? Oh, just, yeah, I appreciate uh, doing this again. I, I can't wait to do another one. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm having an absolute blast with this. And, uh, like I said, I hope, uh, my, my show and my journey does uh, inspire people that uh, might be hesitant to to travel to uh, uh, make, maybe pick a spot you wouldn't o- always think of, right? So it's uh, um, like I'm, I'm currently in Grenada. It wasn't on my radar years ago, but uh, uh, it's amazing. So it's, uh, again, maybe you've traveled a little bit um, and you want to try something new. Hopefully my show or other vloggers like me can inspire you to uh, – um, 
to, to maybe go go outside that uh, comfort zone and uh, um, yeah, because honestly, yeah, some of my favorite countries I've been to were ones that I um, weren't high on my my list. Let's say with, uh, um, but yeah, those are some of the the funnest experiences as we we discussed here today. So, um, but yeah, thank you, Anthony. I, I appreciate your time and uh, it's been an absolute blast, my friend. And uh, I'll uh, cheers you one more time here and cheers, my man. Cheers. Take care. All right. <laughs> awesome. We good?